What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Wait till you see what happened to the pagans down in Texas. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. What happened down there? And for those that don't say profiling isn't real or doesn't exist, you're a bunch of schlucks. Be right back. Okay, we're going to go into our first deal like we always do, talking about the good that the motorcycle community does, clubs do. Awesome story coming up about the Thunder Guards, and then we're going to get into that despicable thing that happened down there. The sad state of affairs, man, really is sad state of affairs. Here we go. I'm really excited that they came out and they um, that they give presents to my kids and they give gifts to me too. Best feeling ever. Best feeling ever. Once we open up that U-Haul, it's just seeing their faces. It's it's you know it's priceless. Unwrapping another tradition for the One Brotherhood Motorcycle Club in Salinas. This is their eighth annual Adopt a Family event where they deliver toys and food to families most in need. This year, they adopted five families, one in Seaside, four in Salinas, plus a low-income apartment complex in Salinas. One of the families is Diana Almanza and her two kids. I like my toy, and I appreciate it that they gave us the presents and the candy. What kind of toys did you get today? I got a puppy and a makeup. Diana is a breast cancer survivor, but now she's fighting another battle of carcinoma cancer. I have it right here in my back neck, and I have it in my back spine, and I have it in my stomach. Yes, so I have, um, I have cancer in my bones. I'm just glad that, you know, I got the help and the support and everything that I'm going through. The Motorcycle Club fundraises to be able to help families. They also receive donations from local businesses. They say it's about bringing happiness during tough times that keeps them going. We have big hearts. You know, we love giving back to the community. I just want to say Merry Christmas from One Brotherhood Motorcycle Club and thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you. This year we adopt a homeless family. We'll give them a down payment and their first month's rent. And whatever children they have, we try to give them a nice Christmas. So we get a wish list from them and we try to get them exactly what they ask for. She's living in a shelter, so we figure we go ahead, get her out of that shelter, and if we can help them along the way, we will. Sometimes it gets hard, but I'm, I'm striving for greatness. Um, I was going through a hard place in my life and, you know, struggling with trying to find a place and stuff. So it was just like a big reaction. I just cried because I was just so overfilled with joy. Oh, they were happy. They were ecstatic. So the little girl would be real happy. She's got a lot of gifts, clothes, makeup kits, and all that. So I don't know that struggle of being homeless. So to do that for them, local, it warms your heart. Way to go, One Brotherhood and Thunder Guards. That is what clubs should be known for. Not like all this harassment that went on in this next video. Texas is 
some kind of special stupid, especially after what happened in Waco. They've been using that time and time again to be pricks to anybody that rides. And tomorrow we have a story that actually the cops are giving warnings to bikers because a couple people got busted. But instead of just saying, you know, these guys got busted. No, it's everybody's included. Yeah. Wait till you hear that one. Anyway, this has to do with a live from the scene happening right there. And then profiling stop with the pagans and it came off a of TikTok. And I'll give you his TikTok information as we go. So wait till you see this. People are about hey, to see. Y'all get a supervisor here. How's All right. That? Hey, check this out. So we came down to El Paso. This is going on. Wow. We came down to El Paso. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. And absolutely, one of the guys spit on the ground apparently, and that's against the law out here in El Paso. It's probably not a good idea to come to El Paso if you want to spend money and have a good time, because. You fuck around, you spit on the ground, and it's done. Now, we're live. Everybody, y'all come on in. Say hi. Your favorite biker here. We got we got El Paso City Police here. We got all these folks. They're talking about taking people to jail because somebody spit on the ground. Could you believe this? Hey, I want all of my followers to see what we deal with, right? This is what we deal with. You want to be in a motorcycle club? You want to hang out? You want to party? Listen, we're all veterans. Almost every one of us got honorable discharges, clean records. Hey, we don't go to prison. We don't go to prison. Hey, we're actually good guys. And we're, we're not allowed to ride around in town without the gang task force pulling up on us and arresting people, trying to arrest people, possibly arresting people for spitting on the ground. Hey, this is your taxpayers' dollars at work, everybody. Are y'all happy? Are you happy? Listen, most of us are veterans. We did everything our country ever asked us to do. We're riding around on motorcycles, exercising our freedom of speech, exercising our First Amendment, right, right? We don't have any weapons on us. We're not drunk. None of us have got any guns. And we're absolutely being harassed by El Paso City Task Force. It's like a gang task force out here. One of the guys spit on the ground. And they're talking about taking somebody to jail. I mean, if, if this isn't America, let me tell you, if you voted for this shit, God bless you. God bless you. If your mayor is putting up with this, God help you. And let me tell you, the people I voted for, they don't stand for this. This is, this is not what I went and did everything my country asked me to do for. I didn't go and do everything my country asked me to do for to come home with a clean record, never been in trouble, riding around and getting harassed by a gang task force, right? And one of my guys spits on the ground and we're getting harassed, right? All we want to do is get our tickets so we could just go home, right? That's all we want. Can we just get our tickets? Can we? Is that cool? Can we just get our tickets? I wonder how many viewers I got now. I got a, I got a quarter of a million followers, so the room's getting pretty big. The room's getting pretty big. Guys, this is, this is help. There you go, man. Your favorite biker on TikTok 
took that video down in El Paso, Texas. For those, again, who say it isn't real or it never happens, you're just full of crap, man. You don't want to open your eyes. You want to believe in something that you have no understanding about when it comes to this kind of stuff. You always are going to take the blue gang side. And like he was saying in the video, man, all they did was spit on the ground. That's basically all you have to do a lot of times for these cops to want to show their peckers. Because that's what it comes down to. They want to show everybody who's the big man on the block. That was a very smart thing right there to do. That way we can all get it out. Because one thing all of us social uh, media creators have is an audience. We can get the word spread all over the place and bring these kind of cops to task. You got to hold them accountable. I get it. They think club members and a lot of bikers are scum of the earth. We've covered that in more on bikers because they can't be us. Basically, they don't have the freedom that we have. So they get pissed off. Unbelievable, man. It really is. It's getting to be uh, real stupid in 2021. You think these people would have learned something with all the crap going on around this country. Anyway, let's go to the wall of shame. And let's highlight one of theirs. One of your own. Problem is, he didn't just spit on the sidewalk where he wanted to give somebody a ticket. He's actually charged with rape. How do you guys feel about that? Because most of the time when you guys are charged, it's charged for this kind of stuff. East Arkansas police chief arrested, charged with rape, an encounter with drug suspect. Ain't that a way to uh, enforce your power, huh? Terrell police chief was arrested on charges of rape and sexual extortion related to an October incident with a female suspect. A criminal information filed earlier this week accuses Terrell chief of police Perry Lee Jennings of engaging in sexual intercourse with another person by forcible compulsion, which means rape. The document also said uh, Jennings communicated a threat to damage the property or harm the reputation of of the victim. Jenny's 57 of Luxor in Mississippi County was arrested and released just an hour later on a $25,000 temporary bond. City officials has suspended him pending the, the investigation. Jenny's status with the city wasn't clear and calls and emails weren't returned. Very interesting. Let's see here. The woman reported the encounter to the Crittenden uh, County Sheriff's Office the same day, saying she was on her way to Mississippi early in the morning when she pulled over at a Terrell gas station to wake up before continuing to drive. She fell asleep in her car, woke up to an officer knocking on her window, asking if she was okay. The officer, identified by the woman as Jennings, noticed a small baggie on what appeared to be marijuana. Hasn't this country come to a point where marijuana should just be legal? Jesus, man. 
and asked the women to follow him to the Terrell Police Department. The officer told her she would have a court date and began asking her her personal questions. At the time, the woman asked the officer if she could go to the restroom. Uh, The investigators say the officer followed her and began forcibly touching her in a sexual manner. Blah, and you get the rest of it. You get the rest of it. That's your people. But you have the nerve to always have to show your pecker size when it comes to everybody else. And don't give me, well, you know, we don't approve of that. Well, neither does clubs when shit goes down. They don't approve of it as a whole. But I I guess that bad apple argument doesn't work. It only works in your guys' favor. I suggest everybody share the video. If you're on TikTok, share it there. Get it everywhere. Get this video everywhere. Because it needs to be. This shouldn't be happening in 2021 in this country anymore. Like he said, all these vets that fought for this country. And they got to come home to something like this. It's just amazing at how they feel emboldened to do whatever they want to do. Gang task force, man. Hopefully uh, Popeye and OG uh, have some more information on this one. Or uh, MPP gets out there on this. My goodness, man. Don't go down to El Paso. It's like, damn, man. What way you got, you bikers got to live down there? I feel for you. Because they have gotten just god-awful since Waco. It's like the number one freaking target zone down there, isn't it? I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they're pulling over a lot of independents now compared to MCs. It, it, you want to know what Australia looks like? Shit. Just take a look at Texas right now with all their stupid uh, profiling crap going on. Anyway, don't forget to go over to the Roku TV, Fire TV, download uh, Insane Throttle TV over there. Got a lot of stuff going on. Go over to official Insane Throttle. Don't forget. The rest of the show is over on the podcast platform. You only get 15 minutes here on YouTube.
It's rocking with Hollywood time, baby. I don't have to worry about my uh, compadre over in the other seat right now. She's over at work. I'm sure she'll be giving you commentary because I usually piss everybody off on this show. So she'll probably be in there talking shit about me. You know, what women do all the time with a man. Anyway, we have uh, decided on where we're going to be doing the Rumble in the Woods. I believe it is, and you'll have to check the date with China now. I believe it's September 15th through the 18th. And I looked around at everything that we're going to be doing in 2022 as far as what Insane Throttle has on tap. And we decided we're going to do it at Mississippi Palisades. That is right there on the Illinois-Iowa border, right down the street from Savannah. Everybody knows Poopies is over there. It offers a lot of uh, acreage. Uh, it's basically a forest. And it also offers a lot of rides. So we're going to have it there. And as far as I know, May 1st is when they open up all the reservations and all that good stuff. And in October, I believe it's the first weekend, we're going to go down to Adam Sandoval's campground for that stubborn American party. That one should be a good one. And of course, we have scheduled already the A-Bate of Iowa Freedom Rally. That is the 30th through the 1st. So with finances and all that kind of stuff, I had to schedule everything around the schedule because Insane Throttle is going to be doing a lot of stuff this coming year. COVID's kind of killed this for the last uh, two years, if you will. But 2022, I want to get out. I'm getting like cabin fever in this studio and stuff. That's why uh, I'm hoping that I can schedule an event each month. But as of now, that's what we got going on right now. But Mississippi Palisades, that's where it's going to be. Again, registration is, uh, let's see here, May 1st, I think it is. You have to go over on the website, then I'll have China Dow check it out for you guys. I know I have not been on the Discord server for a few days, been working with a lot of stuff in the background, man. A lot of stuff happening right now. A lot of different uh, ventures. I'm still waiting for my damn deal from overseas. Uh, hopefully that'll come soon. Because I wanted to start my series on, what's it called? Uh, the Wall of Shame. But, you know, I'm waiting for some stuff. So I'm going to go into a series war of uh, against bikers. And that one's going to be a pretty good one because I want to look at the history of it, not just be some guy sitting there crying and whining about how bad bikers are mistreated. No, I want to look at the cultural deal behind it, you know, the different errors, how people actually thought and why they would take such aim at bikers. 
there's a lot more deeper things there than just hate on the cops. There's, again, cultural. And I think Jealous and Envy really have a big to-do when it comes to people not liking bikers. I'm going to be dropping that episode probably tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube. Hell, I should have just talked about it and filmed it while I was doing this show. (laughs) I can do two things at once. It's been like that all day. So that video is going to drop tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Anyway, first up, we got Men of War.
Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Oh yeah, 72 hours. That's what they just told me. Brotherhood and Betrayal will be available uh, on hardcover. You know, a hard book, a real book, not paper. I can't believe it. That is awesome news, man. So I'll get that information out to you guys as soon as I know, as always. I have to say, I am pretty damn jealous now. And I usually don't get jealous of nobody. But in a personal sense, I'm kind of jealous of the independents. The independent bikers. I was going through actually flipping through the book because you have to retype set it and all that good stuff uh, to go to hard copy. Uh, it's different sizes and stuff like that. And I was reading through, you know, some of the pages. And I was like, and this is being honest here. You know, I like being honest. I was like, what a waste. Especially when you look at the grandkids. It was never about brotherhood. And I know some guys in clubs are going to be like, what the fuck, man? But I'm talking from my experience with some of the club that I was with, especially the early one. And you kind of look back as you're older, seeing some of the events that went down, how you had to always watch your back, how you always had to be on guard so you wouldn't hit the joint, and say, independent bikers, you really had it right this whole time. I know everybody talks great about clubs, this and that. But when I got to step back, I was like, damn, I missed a lot of time, a lot of wasted energy on a lot of negative shit. And what did I gain from it? Because I was always one of them guys that would say, okay, if I'm going to go into something What's my piece of the pie? Yeah, there was money. But other than that, there was nothing but headaches. It took away time from the kids. It took, uh, you know, time away from the wife. Even though I, you know, I'm always on women. First of all, with that, everybody better know that's a skit. If you don't know what a skit is on the radio, I don't know what to tell you. But it took away from her and... A lot of events that I should have been at. All in the name of a club. It was funny. Used to be saying, uh, it's family job club. Well, that's bullshit. 
<laughs> Let me be right out there. That's bullshit. Uh-uh. Club was always first. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. When I was younger, I looked at it differently than I do now because I'm coming at it from my point of view at 48 years old. Not when I was, you know, if I would have said that to myself at 22, 23 years old, whatever the hell it was, I would have looked back at myself and said, you're a stupid fuck. That's the way I would have looked at it. But I guess as you get older, you do get wiser on a lot of stuff going on in life. And why am I talking about this? Well, I looked at some of the creators. If I like them or not, it's regardless. And I see what they're going through. And then I find myself feeling sorry for them. Because they had to go through that crap. Meaning the politics, the bullshit. And when they came out on the other side and got gone, they figured out that, hey, wait a second. Where's the true brotherhood in all this? What the fuck? Is the brotherhood only good when you're wearing a patch? And when you leave, there's no more brotherhood? Well, I get, uh, you know, I know some other guys. I don't really hang anymore like I used to. I'm too fucking old for it now. But that came to mind today. And regardless of what I think of these people, you have to feel sorry for them because... They're young, and now they're experiencing a wake-up call where they feel abandoned by the guys that used to say they were brothers. And one of the premises in the book, Brotherhood and Betrayal, that's where I basically got the title. Once you're done, they're done with you. And I'm sorry to say that, and I know a lot of people are going to come back and say, you know what, Hollywood, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, what I'm talking about, that's usually what happens. You're an afterthought. You're no longer part of the club. You're no longer the secret buffalo freaking handshake or whatever it is. You're gone. You're living different paths than they are. Very true, man. And that's why I was like, damn, man, I'm jealous. Why the hell did it take me so long to figure some of this shit out? Because I wouldn't have lost all that time. And then I see other creators going through bullshit with clubs because they weigh... They talk the way they presented something. And to me, it's like, well, that's normal. But I guess not nowadays in this generation. Talk that is edgy or could make people look bad. That's not, that's not good no more. That's just like the Swazis. 
and the bolts. Everybody knew why we wore them. Shit, I wear them to the day. It had a totally different meaning than what these people want to put it out there for. Hell, even Confederate flags they're crying and whining about. Again, it's a different generation. They're stupid. They're freaking pussyfied, if you ask me. But when I have to hear somebody say that they're worried about what this club or that club would have to say, that's not true freedom as we know it as now I'm an independent. It's not true freedom. Especially when you're walking around you, especially this is the way it was in Chicago anyway, with a target on your back, either an opposite club or freaking the cops. No way to live. No way to live. One thing I was happy about, though, was my ability to work for me. I was talking to somebody today because we're looking into a business adventure. And they asked, well, how does it feel? I was like, great and nerve-wracking at the same time. Because if I fail, it's all on me. I can blame nobody but myself. And it's great because I work with for myself. I can yell at myself. That's all I can yell at. The hours are very fucking long. You actually work more hours than you do for somebody else. But it's a relief when you can choose your own path. And what I mean, you know, we're, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background as far as what we're going to be going and where we're taking everything. Because I never imagined it just being an online deal with Insane Throttle. I imagined it being a publishing company. Yeah, we got all our stuff going right now online. But I also imagined, you know, promote, you know, rally promotions, video uh, documentaries, all that kind of good stuff. So that's what a lot of the stuff we're doing is working on for 2022 is that. And I had to sit back and say to myself. Well, this wouldn't have been possible if you were still in a club. Because you would have everybody on your ass 24-7 trying to critique you or trying to say, Hey, man, can you not do... No, that don't work, man. I think that's why I have a lot of haters. Especially in clubs. And the reason for that being is I'm able to speak the way I want to speak. I don't have somebody standing behind me trying to whisper in my ear what to say and what not to say. That there is freedom. 
and not only that, in a business like this, you got to deal on a national scale. Meaning, you would have to have contact with all kinds of different clubs. And that just wouldn't work out with all the politics. And creators are figuring that out. I know Black Dragon always says it, man. If you're in a club trying to do this shit, it's going to be hard. And then you have to say to yourself, okay, wait, wait a second here. If it's supposed to be family, job, and club, well, how does that pertain to people that are actually doing this kind of stuff as their job? It affects them. It affects their money. Why would anybody who's calling themselves a brother try to stop you from making a living? That's why it's so hard to be in a club and do this kind of shit. Now, as independents, you can do whatever the hell you want. I love seeing the independents, man, especially the motovloggers. They're all happy-go-lucky. They have no care in the world. And that's what I always tell people, too. If you're going to get into this business... Do not get into biker news. Don't get into club protocol shit. For one, you're only going to peak. And two, you're going to get people all over your ass. And if you don't got a thick skin, that's going to affect your creativity. Now, whipping around back to independent stuff. You guys can go anywhere you want. No permission needed. What a lot of people don't know is when you're in a club, yeah, there's a lot of asking and calling ahead and all this freaking dumb shit. And I think I might be coming off like this because I'm pissed at myself. For not realizing earlier that I needed to change course so I didn't lose out on all this other stuff. China Doll actually went out with the grandkids. Now that she stole all my freaking grandkids away from me except one. And they were taking pictures. They were at this arcade and shit. I was like, damn, man, I missed that with my kids, man. You know, now I got to, you know, live and do better through the grandkids. But I miss that shit with my kids because of some stupid bullshit. I think that's why I'm a little salty. I can't be salty at a club. I can't. It was me who chose to do that bullshit and nobody else. Personal responsibility, I'm telling you. We'll be right back.
Insane Throttle TV app on Roku now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC, only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roco TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. Do you know what I'm talking about? Give me some sugar, baby. I thought I saw a pretty cat. Boom, 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 boom. The zombies are taking over. Man, that Walking Dead show has got so fucking stupid. I ain't even watched it for seasons now. But that's what it just reminded me of, man. There's no good George Romero's out there anymore. Anyway, relationship advice. Let's give it. China now always wants to talk about relationship advice. And I'm always funny at doing that stuff. But since we're on serious subjects right now, I'll be serious about relationship advice for you youngins. Yes, you youngins. Because I wish I would have listened when I was your dumb age. And I didn't. Relationships are finicky when you're in an MC. They really are. And I think because of what I did in the past, man, I, you know what? I pump more pussy and drop more loads than, uh, you know, that Alexander's harem, you know, he could have done. Live life to the fullest. I, you know what? My problem was I always took it to a line and I always jumped over that line. Because I believe you only live one life. But that also, if you have a spouse... That is going through this with you. It's not too good. It's not good at all. Then it ain't. There's probably resentment there. Because of the way I lived. But at the same time. That shit catches up with you. It catches up to you big time. And what I'm talking about is. All that abuse. With the partying, the messing around. It really kills your body. Now I know what they were telling me when I was younger. Where they said, you know what? You don't see a lot of old timers, do you? And you'd look around. And they were right. And you noticed that, you know, people were not making it that good in their late 50s and 60s. But it never clicked. Now, I knew how to party. But not like these dudes before me, man. Them assholes knew how to party. I'm not even playing. Them Vietnam boys knew how to party. And it... And they actually did try to tell us, Hey, man, this ain't gonna work out good for you, man. You're gonna get older. And it's not going to get any easier. Them whole weekend parties, man, would you, where you would start on a Friday night and just keep going, no sleep, no, none of this shit. 
it catches up to you. Shit, I remember we left on a Friday night to go down to Atlanta. We got there, we drove all night, got there in the morning, went out, had to do our prospect bullshit, all the way up till midnight that night. No rest, no breaks, no eating, none of that bullshit. And then at 12, we left to come back up here. So we were going on no sleep whatsoever. Yeah, we nodded off once in a while in the car. But other than that, it was going, 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 going. Those were what the parties were like. And your body took so much abuse. You might have not felt it then, but when you get my age, you start feeling. That's why you'll start hearing, sometimes I go, well, you know what, I put in my time, fuck that. And that's especially true sometimes with riding, because I know people poke fun at that. Oh, you stored your bike for the winter. I ride all year. Yeah, I did that too, jackass. That shit got cold, and my body fucking sucks now. You know, my knees have finally given out where I can't work out anymore. And that's because all the abuse I put my body through. But going back to the relationship stuff, that stuff sticks with these women, guys. You know, I, I'm being serious. You know, I'm not trying to be funny right now. It sticks with them in the back of their mind. And they're always wondering if you have a woman that's been through something like this. What are you going to do next is the question. Are you going to start missing it so much where you want to go do this and do that again? They're always going to have it in their back of their minds. And gentlemen, it's your fucking fault. If you're in this situation that I found myself in, it's your fucking fault. Sad state of affairs, I have to say on myself. I guess, though, when you get older and you get wiser, you start working through them problems. Because, I, you know, this morning I was making fun of China Dow about worrying about this or worrying about this. She's petrified of dying, man. She really is. So that kind of makes you think about what you've done in the past and when that hard book uh, offer came across to me and I started turning to the pages. I was like, dude, I was a dick. I was a cocksucker. How the hell did she make it through with me? No wonder she wants to kill me half the time. She wants to sit, slit my throat anytime she can. Now I know why. I just could imagine when it was all going on what she wanted to do. I'm surprised she didn't put a 22 behind my ear and just shoot my ass. One thing that does come out good on it, though, is you do build that bond. You know, when they talk about ride or die, they're not playing around, man. You build that fucking bond with that female that's always been with you. And yeah, I bump on her all the time, but nobody messes with the China doll. Never happens. 
I find myself getting in trouble because of that. She used to be very shy. And one of the things that I hated, and she's working her way out of that, and I have to say this show is probably therapy for her in the morning because she never wants to miss it. When she was shy, people would take advantage of her. And that's something that Hollywood couldn't handle. I, I can't because I've always been that type of person. If you're talking stupid, I'm going to say something stupid. With her, she would sit back and take that abuse from these people. And that one fucking time when she was going back, and I think she should do this, if anything. Go back and get a teaching degree for hair. Well, she tried it. And these people were giving her fucking hell. It's probably because she has more experience than them. I don't know. Anyway, she couldn't handle it no more. She wanted to quit. And I said, okay, cool. But I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you to talk to these people. Because at that time, I could tell she didn't want to say anything. So we went into this room. And talked with this stupid bitch. She laid out the problems that she was having. And you can see how condescending this bitch was to her. And I was like, oh, hell no, this ain't happening. No, thank you. So I jumped on that ass, as I would always do. And it kind of still freaks her out when I do that. She gets nervous every time I walk into her work. She, like, tries to hold me away from her work. Because she's afraid if her manager's there, my dumb ass is going to say something like I always do. I don't know if it's that protective deal in me, because I know everything that she went through. But I know she's a very fragile person. She might be happy, go lucky, and shit like that. And I might make fun of her bipolar shit. But she is fragile. So, you know, she needs somebody to watch over her. I never liked that shit. When you have people that talk down on others. I don't like that. They think they're too good for you. They look at you like you're some kind of peon. That you don't deserve to have some kind of voice. They want to berate you. I don't like that. What do you guys think? Now, I know you guys in Discord and listening to me because I'm not on Discord right now. Loving the numbers, by the way, on the radio. I know you guys have a ride or die. Do you guys fall in that same premise that I do? Where if somebody talks stupid to your old lady, you jump right away. You don't even give it time. It's like, boom, I'm on that shit. 
You getting stupid. And one thing I'm happy about, though, is China Dow's picked up on that. The other day, we were at my uh, granddaughter's thing in the gym, in the auditorium, and dude just kept walking back and fucking forth in front of the, the camera. It's like, you stupid fuck. She beat me to it, saying, this fucking guy, you know, he, he heard it. He just sat there, you know, like a dumb fuck. But she finally found her voice. When it comes to other people. So do you guys have the same thing with your old ladies? If, say, they're in a situation where, even at work, let's, even at work. How do you react when you hear them come home and say, well, they're not treating me too good? How do you deal with it? Me, I'm a dumb fuck.
Nickelback, baby. We got Asking Alexandria coming up right now. Can you feel a hair stand on the back of your neck? Can you feel your heart beating right out of your chest? Can you feel your bones? Yeah, you got this something 
Do I make you horny, baby? Oh, my gosh. The music just turns me on. Get in the mood now by downloading the Insane Throttle Radio app from Google Play for Android Now. Rock on. Call security! This is one DJ you don't want to fuck with. You got knocked the fuck out, man! Listen to James Hollywood Machikari Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for Rockin' with Hollywood. And listen to the best 80s heavy metal to today. Rock on! Man, what the hell is wrong with us in this country, man? Jesus! As of today, they just said, in 2020... The number one cause of death among U.S. adults now, ages 18 through 45, fentanyl overdoses. You believe that? Kill more people than COVID-19, motor vehicle accidents, and cancer and suicide. Jesus. Whatever happened to just getting it? High by a leaf. Nearly 79,000 people between 18 and 45. 37,208 in 2020. And it went up in 2021 so far of 41,587 deaths. And it goes on, if you don't know what fentanyl is, they say it's a synthetic opiate that can be deadly even in very small amounts. And other drugs, including heroin, meth, marijuana, can be laced with a dangerous drug. That's why I was so happy when Illinois went legal. Because you never knew what the hell these people were lacing your shit with unless you grew it. And, of course, Mexico and China are the primary sources for the flow. But, hey, we got open borders. It doesn't matter. All them people that are dying are, you know, we're replacing them with illegal immigrants. That's the way they look at it, don't you? Sad state of affairs. I can't believe that the epidemic got so bad like this. That's a lot of people dying from this shit. And maybe I don't understand it because I've always smoked weed and I never needed that extra high. Messed up, man. Messed up. You remember that dude who was always talking shit, Alec Baldwin? Well, now they, uh, the cops are investigating his ass. They just put a search warrant in uh, that investigation. The affiliate is requesting a warrant for the seizure and search of Alec Baldwin's cell phone to search for any evidence related to the death investigation. Really? 
Here's the guy who says, well, I didn't pull the trigger. Well, how the fuck did it go off, dummy? You pulled the trigger. Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like, what the hell's wrong with these people? You, you're like, how do you even come up with this shit? Who knows, man? Six son of a bitches? That's all I gotta fucking say about that. Anyway, guys, that's rocking with Hollywood tonight. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Learned some things. Soon as the hard uh, covers comes out, I'll let you guys know about that. We'll be back with the morning who tomorrow with China Dow. I'm outie. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.